again and welcome to I've Got a Beatles podcast with Dave and Chris. And it's finally that time. We are getting into our review of the Let It Be Super Deluxe set. And uh, we've, we've been waiting like we do. We've, we've told you before that we like to let these things percolate a while. We like to sit with them, do some reading, do some re- reflecting, uh, and then give you our review after we've thought about it for a while. So this is no exception. Do a fu- couple fun listens, do a couple of uh, more serious taking notes listens. I even did some side-by-side where I listened Ooh. to the 2009 and then listened to the new Giles Martin. Oh, I'll be interested uh, to hear so, your thoughts on that. Yeah. yeah. So, um, well, as you know, famously, that Dave hates this album. Uh, no. He thinks it's garbage. <laughs> no. He likes the Tony Sheridan stuff better no. than this, <laughs> he said. He also really hates the Beatles. Too. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> why, why are we doing this again? <laughs> but in but in in all seriousness, though, this this album, it, this is the first of these big releases that have come out to an album that is not quite as beloved. You know, obviously, the last three that came out are people's favorites. They're they're in the top four of people's favorite albums, and even not uh, even non Beatle fans love Abbey Road or the White Album or things like that. Yeah. Whereas Let It Be, you know, it still makes the top the five hundred best albums of all time, but it's definitely the Phil Spector, the, mm-hmm. the all that. So this is the first time we're getting one of these releases on a lesser Beatles album. So what do you what what do you think of that? Just generally, Dave. Yeah, that and it's perhaps the most problematic Beatles album too because of the circumstances under which it was recorded, the different people involved. So here we've got you've got George Martin, you have Glenn Johns, Phil Spector, you have the Beatles kind of crumbling. So yeah. a lot of things happening, old songs that they hadn't there's a lack of really good new material. And so you are kind of dealing with Frankenstein type album and it's always mm-hmm. been that way but I I think also it's comes at a very unusual time in that we have this movie and we're going to get into the you know, when we talk about the particulars of the set I think that that may have some impact on what was on this set the fact that we're getting this video mm-hmm. the Peter Jackson film in actually now we're recording today on Halloween so it'll be about a you know less than yeah. a month we're getting oh, that uh, Dave I really love your uh, Phil Spector costume <laughs> it's, it's fantastic Do you like my big hair and the glasses yeah, <laughs> yeah is that a pistol you got? it is yeah I'm walking I'm twirling a pistol around my finger and <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so and uh, i'm dressed as sam o'kell and you're sam o'kell you're 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 (laughs) you're working hard over a very hot uh mixing desk here uh, remixing this album that's right (laughs) and you've got giles next door too i see but uh yeah i so i think it's it, it is that's a very good point that this box set or this release comes for the it's the first time that it's an album that's more complicated or that yeah that has some and, uh, and that isn't just a uh, 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 Giles Martin's dad. That's true. His yeah, right, right. So to some extent, I think maybe he was a little more respectful of like, oh, this isn't necessarily my dad's work that I'm altering. So I really got to get it right. 
That's a great point. And I I heard an interview with him to that effect. He said, uh, the interviewer said something like, well, this is, you know, what did you think about Phil Spector's production? And did you want to change it? And he said, well, I felt a little weird about it. More essentially saying that kind of like you said, that he, he didn't want to come in and just completely rain on somebody else's work that he didn't know. And so, yeah, and that, I guess we'll get to the, you know, when we start reviewing the remix, we can talk about how it turned out. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I I think, would you say that this set was also more complicated and more controversial than the others because of the, a lot of the complaints about disc five of this set being the EP and... Yeah, I take that all with a little bit of a grain of salt. And I think that there is a idea that... Perhaps, and, and I, I'd like to go into more detail on this at the end of the episode, but perhaps this isn't the only material that's going to come out from right. this period. Right. <laughs> With this documentary coming out, there might be something else come out from this period that's sort of on its own. So some of that material might be saved for that. Uh, but I like what they've provided for us here. And at first when you're reading it off and you see this weird EP and everything, <laughs> you're like, what is this? And it's confusing. But I think it works pretty well as a, as an overall set. And when I'm comparing the overall set to say the Abbey road set, I, I'm like, Ooh, they're even giving us, it, it feels to me like they're even giving us a little more than I had expected. Right. Right. In, in some ways, even though there's such a treasure trove, such a closet's full of stuff with this, you know, how, how many hours of recordings they have. I do think that they focused it up in a way and gave us some clear stuff that, that really fits and really uh, complements this album. Right. If that makes sense. Because this this album and these sessions, probably the most documented and most bootlegged part of the Beatles' career because you yeah. had all, all a lot of this has come out or you've you've heard some of the stuff before. Yeah. Dig it up. Yeah. Dig it up. Yeah, exactly. Heard like, that before and oh, heard, yeah. yeah heard and a then, lot of this stuff. And John talking about his divorce being final or final yeah. with Yoko and I'm free at last and all that. Paper, paper told the lawyers it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we've heard a lot of that before. But so so I think Giles and the people putting it together probably had a hard had a lot of thinking to do, especially yeah. And what annoys me is people who are complaining, it's easy to complain, but people complaining about this set without knowing anything that's going to come out. We don't know what's coming out on the the Get Back soundtrack. We have no idea. And so why are we just saying this is horrible when we don't even know if we're going to get something? Now, if, if the Get, let's say they say, oh, there's no Get Back soundtrack. Well, yeah, then there are some lost opportunities and some missing big missing pieces, but yeah. we don't know yet. Hold, hold your judgment. Uh, yeah, I'd say one, hold your judgment. And two, even if something doesn't come out from the get back thing, which I, I would find curious. Yeah. How expensive do you want one set to be? <laughs> and don't you think that some of that stuff will eventually come out? Right. Anyway. Right. right. 10 years from now, you know, it, it's not like they're just going to be like, well, that's it. We've done it We're all. We're done. It's over. That's enough of Beatles. Yeah, no, I don't Retire think so. Retire the Beatles catalog. That's enough. 
Right. Nobody wants any more of this. No. <laughs> you know? So for the set, for what it is, I think it's pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and also, you had to think there had to be some advanced planning because, as we know, a lot of the Abbey Road material was rehearsed at the same time for mm-hmm. as this set. So we do get a few Abbey Road rehearsals uh, of, so- yeah. of songs that are going to be on Abbey Road. We get some rehearsals. We get a couple of songs that are going to be on solo albums right after yeah. the Beatles break up. So there, it's, it's kind of, I always think of Let It Be and Abbey Road as being one one set of sessions or kind of one mm-hmm. chapter. It's just in two, two different parts. And yeah. And so we're, there's going to be some overlap here. That's for sure. That's for sure. So, um, I guess the, what to do now here, Dave, with our discussion is, uh, talk about the remix. And I just want to ask you pointedly because we did have a conversation early in the Beatles podcast, what the worst Beatles album was. And mm-hmm. I said it was, what did I say about I Beatles, Beatles for, for sale? sale probably. Well, apart from Yellow Submarine, which was half yeah. an album. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I said Beatles for sale. And you said, let it be. Right? And yes. We have a funny rant. <laughs> now, we were, we were trying to argue our point. So it wasn't Many years year. ago. I'm sure. Yeah, many years ago, A, and B, it, take it all with a grain of salt. It's like the worst Beatles album is the, yeah. you know, still a top 500 album. So right. calm down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, but but uh, what I'm curious of is if this remix has uh, improved it in your eyes. Hmm. Good question, because uh, we've we've talked about some of the remixes in the past as they are. It's it's another option to listen to the album, and mm-hmm. I would say for this one, yeah, actually, I do think it it did improve my view of the album. I uh, I, I think it would have made me annoyed had Giles tried to get rid of all of Phil Spector's touches because I think a lot of them are good. And we argued that in a, a Phil Spector, what, what, how do, I don't remember how he framed it, but something like, was Phil Spector wrong to do all this stuff or pro and con? And I think we both mm-hmm. realized that, yeah, actually some of this, these songs did need some additional work. And what Giles did on this, and Giles and Sam O'Kell did, it was subtle. I think it's more subtle than... The other remixes, yeah. because this album was already pretty with Phil Spector. It already kind of was complete and it just kind of highlighted some things. So I, unlike some of the previous ones where all we heard was drums and bass and it was so much more, I don't think those are really brought up terribly much here. Uh, completely agree. Completely. I feel like they've done a great job with this. And one, one thing that uh, seems to me is it's less harsh. Yes. Stereo. Yes. Yes. Parts. It's it, like in the original mix, if you're listening to that in headphones, you're hearing some stuff that's super harsh. And even the vocals in like two of us are like, this guy's in the left ear and that guy's in the right ear. And then when you hear it uh, in the new mix, it's sort of like they're more present in the front or in the back mm-hmm. of your head, depending on, you know, how you perceive things. So that's one thing. 
and then the second thing, yeah, it is it is the some of there are parts where there's a little more punch in the bass and in the drums. But I feel like it's just overall warmer everywhere. Yes. It feels like warmer and rounder, great balance. And the highlights for me really are the orchestra parts, the mm-hmm. the parts that Phil Spector felt like in the original mix slapped on now they feel a little more organic and part of the whole thing i'm thinking particularly of i mean mine where the middle part they've really pulled back on the orchestra and the horns particularly (laughs) and then they make it even maybe even a little louder at the end and now i mean mine feels like a real build to a dramatic ending like it's supposed to right right yeah so um yeah so it's not all just like the, oh we can hear really hear ringo no I, no I was making notes on each track on this and and i really didn't feel like other than maybe the last track they get back uh, where you get a little more ringo and there's like a pitter pattery ba- bass drum part in two of us that kind of gets brought up and and out uh but otherwise it was mostly notes about like you know the other other elements of the music so yeah, yeah, good, good points. I agree. Uh, it is clearer, and it was such a difficult album to. I, I think it was a difficult album to put together because you've got live songs, you've got some recorded in the studio, you've got some goofs, as you like to say, with Maggie May yeah. and and jams with Dig It, <laughs> yeah. little excerpts. So you've got all these this hodgepodge of stuff to put together and to to make it sound warm and inviting. I think is a an accomplishment here for me. Uh, the one I, of course, I went right to the long and winding road because mm-hmm. of Paul's notorious complaints about that song, and he said, "Get rid of the harps." And it's true, I don't really hear the harp. Used to hear at the end the yeah, harps there's really. A little, there's a little tinkling of it, a little in, bit near the end. Yes, but yeah. it's just kind of like in the background. Yeah, yeah, but I think the strings and the choirs, it's much more integrated into the. The song instead of just being a you know add a, an add-on here, and I also liked the I thought two of us was very sharp and very clean mm-hmm. sounding. I liked across the universe, uh, which is a, is a very problematic song for its recording. Oh, I, I across the universe, I've always you don't like I, that one very much. I'm one of the yeah. least. That's one of my least favorite Beatles songs overall. Yeah. Period. But I, I felt like it was much improved in that. And this is, it feels like this is why we're doing these. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because you've got, you, they pulled back the drum at the beginning. John's vocals more present. The And it really balances the orchestra and the backup vocals a lot better. Yes. And the orchestra was really muddy in the original version. And the fade was very like, <laughs> ugh. Bad, yeah. In the, in the original version. And I feel like this is like, Wow, they really improved that, you know. So yeah, so that was a uh, definite improvement. Yeah, and then uh, the one thing I maybe didn't like as much as on "Let It Be." I thought the guitar solo was a little too hot. It kind of really mm. pops out, and it already doesn't. You don't need to do that because it's distorted and it already sounds very different. But that was a very minor complaint. I like it overall. One after nine oh nine, I thought it sounds better. It sounds a little more like like I was talking about, like yeah, like the they're separation both together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, instead <laughs> of know? two different parts. Yeah. So I I think that's the 
I, I think if I had one word for the remix, it's integration. Yes. It's like they took he took all these des- desperate disparate parts and integrated them a lot more of a, a organic way. You said that you did an AB a little bit with the t- t- uh, 2009 versions. So was that is was there anything that you didn't like out of the remix compared to the 2009? I, I don't think there was anything I didn't like, but there were some things that was just very difficult to tear tell anything. Yeah. You know. Uh, for you blue i was like mm. oh there's it sounds like there's more pluck yeah and then i went to the original and i'm like no that's there that's pretty present there sometimes what it is is you listen to the original you listen to the new version you hear a part and then you go back and like you can hear the part there but it's like really pulled down that particularly that two of us i was talking about this a, a bass drum sort of like a thing that's there hmm. but but the fact that it's there a little louder kind of bring, makes two of us kind of feel like a little more energetic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So I think overall it's an excellent uh, uh, remix. Yeah, and it's it's kind of what it should be, something to bring out and accentuate the original album, not supersede it and try yeah. to do something completely different that people don't it's, like. It's certainly not as dramatic as the uh, All Things Must Pass uh, no. remix was so no. uh, if if some people didn't like that as much um i think they'd not be bothered by this one at no. all no um and this will probably be my preferred listening to you know some of the other remixes we've had maybe i still go back to the original or the 2009 <laughs> yeah. you know versions but uh i think this will definitely be my preferred version of the phil specter version yes if yes. that makes sense compared to so, one compared of the other to, discs yeah. later yeah now some people i don't and I, this is off topic really but some people prefer let it be naked i'm not sure if i do or not because i haven't really listened to let it be naked in a while um, so I'd have to kind of, we, maybe we'll do a, let it be naked episode someday. Yeah. <laughs> but, but please not, <laughs> not for a while, soon. not for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Cause we're going to get more of this. We, we're about to, you know, yeah. less than a month away from, uh, <laughs> watching a bunch of more of this stuff. So, um, yeah. So I could do without having to hear get back anymore or <laughs> a few of these yeah. tunes are really kind of gotten tired of, yeah. but but yeah, I mean it's all in a good a good spirit. Even, but yeah, even uh, dig a pony and, and Yo, like yeah. So, yeah, I've got a feeling I'm so tired of that. Yeah, I love that song. But yeah, I'm just I've had it with. I've got a feeling. Exactly, exactly. So, well, um, so I think both of us would give a give the remix two thumbs up. So yeah, good good work on that. And that then we go into the couple of discs of alternates sessions talking. All kinds of yeah. things. So disc two so, is get back in the Apple sessions here. Yeah. Disc two is the Apple session. So this is really them, the alternate takes, basically. Mm-hmm. In, in any other set, this would have been called outtakes disc or alternate set disc or raw mixes if you're, if you're <laughs> the John Lennon stuff. Um, and I think it's got some good stuff mixed in here. What 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 is your take on this uh, disc two? 
Well, there's. It, it took me a little while to get into it because they're like like some of the previous releases, or maybe thinking of BBC. We have some speaking, so there's little clips of you know Ringo saying "Good morning, camera," and some things yeah. like that, and and they're discussing is this an album or things like that. Uh, my favorite performances or favorite recordings on here. I like the one after 909 version with the acoustic piano is excellent. Oh yeah. That's Oh yeah, that piano it is adds so, so much. Yeah, it really yeah. pumps it along. Uh, I also like the I think the For You Blue version sounds good too. It's really uh, clear and crisp. Uh what else? Some of the little fun stuff here, the Wake Up Little Susie and Please Please Me. They're, they're almost too short to even be that interesting. Yeah, the- the please please me into the let it be is yeah. kind of like that. That's gotten a lot of press. I yeah, think, and it shouldn't. it shouldn't. Uh, and I like the take. It's a little looser on drums, but uh, I do like that take. Probably the the one that's gotten a huge amount of press too was the "Don't Let Me Down" first rooftop performance. Yeah, which of course uh, uh, all of us uh, who watched Imagine John Lennon, it's like uh, one of was one of the highlights of that film yep. was like oh wow oh, yeah. can't believe we're seeing the whole per- and you see the whole performance really in yeah yeah film so it's like nice to have that here now in a cleaned up really uh crystal clear uh form of course that uh begs a question which we'll ask at the end i guess uh, which is it why is that the only mm. why is there not a complete rooftop here um, we'll get so to we'll, that. We'll, yeah. we'll get to that. We'll talk about that. Um, I also like the long and winding road with uh, Paul's sort of hum singing during the solo. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, and there's no strings on that one, and I, I really like that. One. Yes. Um, the one thing I like about that I think overall probably everybody is doing this a lot better is that this two or this three, you could pull off the shelf pop it on and it feels like a full thing not you know some of these bob dylan sets or oh, whatever yeah. it's like it's like how many times in a row can you hear the same song <laughs> you know and that was actually to our facebook page one of our listeners was hoping that they would do something like that so you would get 25 versions of get back in a row and just release the whole vault but that's not, like you said, it's not a very good listening experience. It, it's maybe helpful to have for a completist or to have as a yeah. as a, a resource or something, but it's not something I would go listen to ever. Yeah, it would be, it would be cumbersome. Yeah. Um, and so and, and this is a this is a release of like you, you're you're hoping people have these uh, like I think they did a good job with uh, once again, all things must pass. Whereas I can grab one of the, uh, like a demo disc of All Things Must Pass, and it feels like a complete right piece of work almost. Right, you right. Know? And I think they've done that here, where this this disc two, you could put it on and play it, you know what you're going to get, and it's going to be, there's one version of Long and Winding Road, there's one one after 909, there's no Across the Universe on this because that wasn't really at that session. Mm-hmm. Uh, instead of Dig It, you get... Oh, that's the other... Uh, oh, Can You Dig It? The yeah. Can You Dig It. Right. Which is totally different. Yeah, yeah. And the Dig It that we know and 
Love. Dave, oh, Dave loves. <laughs> oh, love is the Can't best is the word I would use. Yeah. <laughs> so the uh, overall this too though is a is a pretty solid uh, performance, yeah, I think. I think so. Oh, did you like, dog a bony? <laughs> yeah, dog a bony, yeah. <laughs> John messing up the <laughs> dog a bony. <laughs> that was funny. So, yeah. Um, but this this three. So yeah. rehearsals and apple jams. Now, I'm gonna guess that this will be the one that everybody will spin the least. Yeah. Uh, however, I think they did an interesting job with the choices of what's on here because they focused on shells of Beatle and solo songs that would be made in the future uh, rather than we know the vault of the the get back sessions has all these oldies and they have uh, old Beatles songs that they're playing like please please me is yeah. the only instance here of that I think um, whereas there's lots of it on the Apple sessions there's lots of it I got, have on uh, yeah, like tapes and stuff mm-hmm. like that so I, I what did you think of the, the the concentration of this now there are some jams and stuff too yeah. but on that rather than yeah did you did you feel like that was a focus definitely definitely i think it was also as you say probably what i would listen to least i think some of these were from the ones that are in mono were probably from we have the twickenham versions and then the the apple studio so they're they're different and uh, you know for example uh, all things must pass on the first track that was a an apple that was a twickenham performance and you know it's interesting i think they I, I, my question to you is those solo tunes so we have all things must pass and give me some truth on here do you think you could have actually seen them as beatles songs because i get very sad when i hear all things must pass because it it could have been i think they could have done it but just paul and paul was not into it at all yeah well this is the first time i've i i've really heard it here with the John and Paul harmonies, yeah. and they're really kind of trying on it. Yeah. Uh, and you get a little bit of what Ringo would have sounded like it on drums there, too. So it did feel like, oh, man, I wish they would have finished yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah. Even for this project, and it would have been way better than, you know, to, uh, some of the other tracks. That well, out. yeah, even For oh, You yeah. Blue and, yeah, yeah, better than that. So, yeah, I think I it was. love that Elmore James. Got nothing uh, on this, baby. Day. Yeah. I, you're right. In a way, I think this this disc shows it's kind of showing what's to come, or the fact that this that was such a fertile ground. There was so much going on that all the Beatles were doing their own things and coming up with their own music. So you can see these these we've got a couple of Paul's tunes that are going to go on to Abbey Road, like she came in through the bathroom window and Oh Darling. You yeah. have Ringo working on Octopus's Garden a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. He figured out A minor, George mentions, which is a very <laughs> exciting thing. And yeah. was it on this disc also where George talks about getting some cheese sauce on the cauliflower uh, <laughs> dish so that you get to learn about their food preferences as well? But uh, uh, yeah, I, I think these are interesting. I listened to it, figure out what, what it was about, but it's not some, not an enjoyable listen particularly. Yeah, I think I, I like having them. 
I like having the oh the oh darling with the I'm free this morning yeah, in the yeah. paper, and I like having the let it be with the there will be no sorrow. Yes, yeah. and the backup vocals, and that's probably the really the highlight of the whole uh, thing there. And then I I also like the she came in through the bathroom window with the John with the da 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 da, <laughs> you know, and the uh, I me mine with that cool weird uh, middle section. It's right. sort of like a dramatic kind of yeah, alternate. It's like- Spanish kind of. influence kind of sound. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I like having them. I like yeah. having them in the collection, but it would definitely be the least played of this bunch. One, one other song that got a lot of press was the version of something, the rehearsal that had John giving George advice on how to, because he couldn't come up with, attracts me like no other lover he was saying attracts yeah. me like a cauliflower or a pomegranate yeah. and, and yeah. john kind of giving george tips on well you just keep saying stuff until it fits until you get the right right thing so that's sort of interesting to hear their process yeah and to hear them actually working together on stuff right. which i think the previous uh, previously it was thought like oh, it's so chilly mm-hmm. they're, they're just hating each other at this point yeah. and aren't working together and that doesn't seem to be the case no no so uh so we go from the probably least played to what i think it would probably be, be everybody's most played out of this whole set which is this glenn john's mix 1969 ish yeah, Glenn Marks. I mean, people say, you know, oh, it's controversy that there. It's not completely the Glenn's John's mix in this thing, and that because there's four that, versions or something. Yeah, they took a little bit of this. I'm like, what controversy? Who's like, <laughs> who's like, oh, this, I'm not listening to this now. Yeah, yeah. So, well, I'll admit this. This is a an album I had on a bootleg a long time ago. I still have it the yep. uh, Glenn Johns mix. So it wasn't new to me. It's good to have it in good sound. It sounds better than the, the cheap CD version that I have. But I, I wonder, you know, I've listening to it now. I don't think this would have worked as a, an actual release. Oh, no, no, no. There's a reason it never got released. Yeah. And if you compare it versus the, what came out, this has too many incomplete songs right for people to have been uh satisfied with it however it is the most accurate soundtrack to the film yes yes it's completely that's that's how i think of this glenn john's mix it's it's like okay this is the soundtrack to the let it be film yeah for sure yeah it matches it and it quite frankly it's a lot more fun uh, uh in that in the, it, it, it it's more fun than the actual film is oh yeah yeah um you know because you get like dig it i like the dig it jam you get that you're gonna get it you're gonna get you're gonna it. get it you're gonna get it good yeah <laughs> yeah if and, you want um, you can you yeah yeah and I've always liked the Let It Be version that was in the film. Right. Uh, uh, um, you know, and I, I like the, uh, some, of the other, road. some of the other tracks on this. Yeah, the Long and Winding Road. Oh, my favorite Long and Winding Road, probably. Yeah, me too. With the organ uh, solo in there. Yeah. It's just so clean and crisp. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, uh, uh, and I know that you and I have the have had the bootlegs and listened to this before and heard the Save the Last Dance for me. Yeah, yeah. Heard the Teddy Boy version on here and all that kind of stuff. But a lot of people haven't. Right, exactly. So I think for this, this is the freshest material, the the freshest, most complete, most clean material in this box set. And mm-hmm. so they're going to, uh, people have it. And two, we're not going to talk too much about the packaging of it because A, when you of us have copies of it right now, and B, uh, we're going to save that for the gifts, the uh, mega gifts episode. <laughs> Yes, coming up uh, this year, which is an, an extreme. Uh, it's going to be a <laughs> we, yeah, some long years, one. We really got to we got to <laughs> scrape up the bottom of the barrel for the gifts episode. Not this year. No, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> so no. Uh, but uh, it's got that cool cover too. So right. you're pull, you, you're looking through. You're pulling out your. And it's like oh, it's the cool uh, them on the um, looking down from the. Um, the mirror of the please please, please, please me, me cover. yeah the sixty seven to seventy yeah uh, version exactly yeah. so yeah so I think this is going to be the most played of, out of the set probably by many people probably and in fact some one of the reviews I read suggested that they put this out as a separate an actual separate album just do the Glenn Johns call it get back but of course that's going to conflict with whatever's coming with the movie. So I don't think that'll yeah. happen, but it, yeah, it definitely was the warts and all version that John talked about. The the one, one song I, I've, it just really showed me how weak of a song Teddy boy is. It is so repetitious <laughs> and tedious and John just can't take it seriously. do si do And it's just so tiring to listen to. Yeah. I th- yeah. Fortunately it was much shorter on if they McCartney. Did completed teddy boy and put it as a beatles song i'm certain it would be considered as one of the worst beatles yes definitely definitely. but where it is on mccartney it works and it's fine and and uh even charming yeah as a sort of like solo kind of thing it's recorded really well so uh uh yeah, yeah here it's like yeah it's real tedious yeah clear why it didn't make the cut Definitely, definitely. <laughs> so, yeah, and then that finishes the set with the very controversial again, the four-song CD5 or the Let It Be EP, which has the two more Glenn Johns mixes for Across the Universe and I Me Mine, and then a new mix of Don't Let Me Down, the single, and Let It Be single mix. Yeah, the across the universe is uh, raw and just John without all the bells and whistles. And once again, I I'm not a big <laughs> fan of that song. So to me, that was just okay. Pass. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the I Me Mine is probably the poorest sound quality on the entire thing. Yeah. But I did I do like the organ on standing out on that trip. Yeah, it sounds I wish good. That was. On, on the regular version, a little high, hotter. Um, I think it is there a little bit, but not as, not as cool. Yeah. Um, and don't let me down. Single version. I was expecting the exact yeah, single. It's not. Why do we get the chit chat at the beginning? Did that bother you too? It did. Uh, it did. It annoyed me. And kind of like, why is this? I guess they want to want you to see what, how it happened. Maybe. 
but yeah. don't call it the original single version because it's not. It's, yeah, it's it's got some extra session chit chat on it beforehand, yeah. which is superfluous the to me. Extended single, version yeah, extended is probably single. the more accurate term for it. Maybe yeah. they thought that would be confusing. Yeah, I don't know, but I was very surprised, yeah. taken aback to hear the chit chat. Not that the chit chat was bad or anything. No, it's fine. But uh, you know, and then we get the Let It Be single version, and they they really, uh, I think the. On this one, did a good job with the guitar solo on this one. Yes, yes. I understand what you're talking about, about the uh, other guitar solo being a little too hot. But I think this one is really good. And the backup vocals are really clean, yeah, well-placed. Yeah. So It's a nice uh, nice mix, yeah. Yeah, but I wasn't too bothered by, okay, we get this extra EP. No. I don't feel like, it, I feel like had they just done four discs, it would have been the same price, probably. Well, that's true, and so, probably less. Uh, not as, uh, yeah. Like we said, I mean, as we kind of wrap it up with our, with the actual track by track stuff, I think it would have been more tedious to listen to. I, I don't know if I would want a whole additional CD of just rehearsal jams and stuff. I, I, I don't know. I, you do want to think about it as a listening experience, and so this is kind of a cool idea, I guess, to have an EP have this little disc in there. I know there's wasted space and all of that, but mm -hmm. you're going for something different here. So yeah, I do. You, sometimes the reactions to these things is way out of proportion. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like, calm down guys. Like, let's just talk about what we got and right. the quality of what we got. I think, I think it's a relatively solid set. Now, obviously with these sessions, st lots of stuff on the cutting room floor. Mm -hmm. So, so the first question, I guess, is, is there anything that we didn't get specifically in this set that disappoints you? Like, mm. ooh, I really wanted blank. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking back to the anthology, and there were some of those oldies jams in there, like the uh, mm -hmm. blue suede shoes and things. I don't miss that. I don't. I okay. don't want to listen to those particularly. Uh -huh. The the obvious low hanging fruit would be the the complete rooftop concert, but uh -huh. I have a feeling that's being held for whatever's coming. Yeah. And so that's that's that. So I don't know. Uh, there's probably some other good. Well, there's some other solo songs that were worked on that we didn't get like there, I think there's a version of another day and mm -hmm. there's uh isn't it a pity George performs by himself and there's a couple things like that that I'd like to hear more of well do you think that there's going to be another music release when the documentary comes out that's a soundtrack to get back now I've got the get yes. back book, Dave. I did. I did, did finally yes. clear up enough finances to get the get back book, <laughs> and I started looking through it. And I'm like, I think this is spoiling the film because yeah. because it seems to be matching the film pretty or the documentary pretty well. Well, one page at the very end of the book, Dave, says song credits, and in the song credits page we have. Another day. We have Act Naturally. We have Madman. 
We have No Other Love. We have Taking a Trip to Carolina, written by Richard Starkey, whatever that oh, is. Oh, yeah. He talks about that in one of the, the pages. We have uh, some Bob Dylan tunes. We have, uh, you know, Good Rockin' Tonight. Mm-hmm. We have Don't Bother Me. We have uh, uh, do Ron Ron. You know, so no. uh, is this a clue that we're going to get possibly a soundtrack with takes that they use in the film of some of these unreleased songs and some of these solo stuff that didn't didn't get in this set and some of these oldies because there's no oldies in this set. I, I in in all of these bootlegs, it's oldies. Oh yeah, it's a lot of. And there's tons of oldies. Yeah. So I I, I think we are. I think we're going to get a soundtrack. Yeah. The soundtrack's going to be full rooftop, unedited, complete rooftop, and a lot of this material that's in the film that we don't quite know other than this clue from the Get Back book. Um. It could be, it could be. I think some of the, they may have some of the song credits in there. It does look like a soundtrack book if you're going to have one. And Mm -hmm. some of the, they're probably in there because the the Beatles discussed them. So maybe they kind of are putting them in the back to be complete in in preparation for the movie and the album. I do think, yeah, I do. I definitely think there's going to be some soundtrack for the movie I've heard it, and I want to get your take on this. I've heard it said by at least a couple people that we don't necessarily want the full rooftop concert because it's a visual thing. It's not something you'd want to listen to because it's it's a limited amount of songs played multiple times. Do you want to listen to Get Back a couple times or you know, sort of or Don't Let Me Down? You know, in the movie, it's not sequenced the way it actually happened. So do you, is that, mm-hmm. do you think you would want to listen to the rooftop or is it loses its impact when it's not seen. Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah. I guess we don't know yet. <laughs> we don't know yeah. yet. So I think we will get a soundtrack. Yeah. For sure. I, yeah. I'm just not sure. I'm not quite sure if it, if it also will have a full rooftop or if it will have, because some of the rooftop really is in the album. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, so it's like our, you know, and, don't let me down was just on this set. Yeah, yeah. So are those other takes are the only thing we'll get in the, you oh, know, so you'd want to pay for something twice that you already have. That's a good question. So, yeah. So I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sure, but, and nobody knows. No, <laughs> no, obviously, but I think let's wait until we see if we do get a release of that to be like, okay, well this set was a little incomplete. Yeah. Yeah. And and in retrospect we might go back and say, okay, this set isn't quite a 8 or 9, it's more like a 6 because we could have gotten way more of this even if even if they are little listens that like like save the last dance for me in this thing. It it, it feels I I I don't mind it cuz it feels like it's placed as a uh, they're getting ready to play Don't Let Me Down and then they go into Don't Let Me Down. Uh, is a full album full of these little, you know, 
Dylan segments. Come on, Susie Parker. Yes. Little little bits like that. Yeah. Super enjoyable listens that everybody has to have. Right. I'd rather have them than not have them, probably, like everybody would be. But uh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's going to be an interesting question. You can guarantee we'll be discussing it when everything comes out and after the, the film comes out. Yeah, something else too. This is now you had mentioned potentially getting the physical media. I have to say, and this is going to sound really bad, maybe, but I kind of like not having, not buying this. And mm-hmm. you know, I miss the book. The book looked great, and yeah. there's a lot of you know having that completeness. We did, you and I did read all the. You know, we still would go back to. There's still essays I haven't read in the Pepper book or the white album but having the track by track stuff is really in, indispensable but I, because I, I was thinking you know i really don't listen to a lot of those alternate takes so why do i need to buy the you know i why should i buy the, all of that if i'm not yeah. really going to listen to it i really think we're at a point where uh if if the physical media that you're buying and here's a clue that this is the first set, second set really, if you're counting the George and the Johns as as uh, Beatles sets, right? Um, because the All Things Must Pass, I have sitting on this shelf as uh, the vinyl version. Yes, because I want that vinyl. I like the warmth of that vinyl. So I would think, okay, maybe I'll buy the Let It Be vinyl set. And I'll get that sweet, sweet book. Yeah. The George book, you know, in the re- review of the George, I, I was like, trash the George book. Underwhelming. Yeah. Underwhelming. Uh, but you know that this Let It Be, I, I, we have, neither of us has seen it. it right. Great. Just seen when people page through it in their unboxings and it looks great. So they're like, kind of <laughs> How many unboxings it? do we <laughs> need? <by laughs> 1,500 <laughs> unboxings. Yeah. So, uh, uh, but anyway, <laughs> anyway, I think that the, if you want that book and if you want that vinyl, great. If you're buying the CD set, are you still even using your CD player at home? Dave, yeah, uh, very rarely. Yeah, I, I use it a little bit because there are certain releases that have never been out on streaming. But if it's pop a CD and <laughs> oh, and I've got a car with a CD player now. Yeah, so that's. that's that's sort of revived some of my CDs. But if it's a CD, if a, a for me, if it's a choice of a CD set or a vinyl set, uh, I'm going to lean towards the vinyl set. But if it's a choice of a CD set or a streaming, screw it. I'm doing the screaming. The streaming's now, yeah. the sound quality of the streaming has surpassed it in almost every platform. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I listen to this a lot, all in the streaming. Yeah, me too. Sometimes with headphones, sometimes through my uh, st- uh, app, my Echo Studio, and you know, uh, pretty satisfying listen without having the vinyl. So yeah, agreed. So yeah. I, it's made me really think about it about future releases too, about how yeah. you know, you and I have never we actually we'd never bought a McCartney archive issue so no, version, no. and we're we still know enough and like the music and you know it's just we're not the we're not collectors in that way we if we listen like the, you know i buy the vinyl of something if i really want to listen to it and yeah and sit down and enjoy it 
where it was, I do, you know. I do have several of those vinyls where it's like uh, the two the two disc. I have a one of the half speed masters. Yes, I bought the Ram one, and you got the McCartney one. I got the McCartney one, and then I I have several of the two disc where that came out when yes. the archive series come out. Flowers in the dirt. Yeah, with fl- flowers in the dirt, and then a second uh, record that's not the rest of everything, but kind of the highlights. And I've got a few of those. I've yeah. got the wildlife. I've got a few a few of those. Um, uh, but I feel like I can get that, and I can get most of what else I want streaming, and that's that's enough for me. Yeah, I I, I don't feel like my life's totally diminished by not having them. <laughs> no, it's sort of a luxury thing. And you know, you ask, yeah. you know, think about it too. Here's another question. But do you feel that now? Of course, knowing that we we're not obligated to buy anything. But do you yeah. think that, especially this year, with the glut of material that we're, that they're, they are sort of taking advantage of fans, or in terms of the prices, certainly. I mean, we've we talked about how the All Things Must Pass set was way overpriced, and now this one too. The vine, you can get it for cheaper, but let's say list price, at least, is yeah, pretty high compared to other artists. Do you think we're being well, taken advantage of? The, well, this is the extreme year for this. Yeah, true. I don't think there's ever going to be a year where there's as many releases as this in the past or in the future. And I think they they maxed it out. And to, to top it off, thinking about it in context, probably some of them would have been released last year if it weren't for yeah. COVID. That's true. Oh, that's true. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So that's just the way it kind of fell. And that's why... For instance, no McCartney archive this year. The only McCartney you got was the three reimagined, three imagined, and stupid splatter <laughs> vinyls and crap like that. But yeah. don't get me started on that. But uh, uh, yeah, so I think I think he was probably saw the writing on the wall and was like, okay, now he does have his lyrics book coming out. True, so. true. Uh, but. Uh, probably uh for the best to yeah. hold uh <laughs> a Bacardi. plus it'll be like uh which is the best release th- this year let it be for the beatles <laughs> george harrison's best album <laughs> yeah. uh john lennon's best album <laughs> one of john lennon's two best albums or uh McCarty, press the play press the play or uh, <laughs> you know like wings uh london town yeah yeah so uh, probably for the best to not put it uh, on the shelves uh, as as quickly there. True. Um, here's a big question, though, Dave. What's next for Beatles release? Here, here's a question. I, I uh, this is from the um, Variety.com interview with Giles Martin, and he was asked if they're gonna do. Um, He's pointedly asked yeah. if they're going to do a revolver. Yeah. And here is, or is there, does it doesn't make any sense to do a revolver. And here's exactly what he said. I'm going to read from this variety article. I think there is. I think we have to do it. <laughs> and I've, uh, I've said this before. If you take something like Taxman from a revolver, a track often cited for its bizarre stereo separation, Taxman is guitar, bass, and drums on one track, and vocals and sort of shaking and guitar solo on the right. 
And it sounds good. They're amazing recordings and amazing mixes. You know, we have to look to what technology we can do to make things demixed and all this stuff, which I'm looking into. Mm. And so I'm looking for the technology to do it with, to do something really innovative with Rubber Soul and Revolver, as opposed to just a remastering job. Because mm-hmm. it's been remastered already. So I think we will. I think we will also look at outtakes as well. There is such an overwhelming desire to do something with them by fans. And at the same time, there's something in the back of your mind. There's no point in just doing it to make money or as a sales thing because we've done the just because we've done the others. It's more important that we do it for the right reasons. So there's your answer. Yes. If <laughs> same as Sergeant Pepper, I find a reason to do it, then yes. An actual experience reason to do it as opposed to just because we've done it. So I assume what that means is that they will do stuff like that, but it's going to be a few years. Yeah. Well, that's very revealing. And yeah, they might do it and not on a schedule either. So it may not have to coincide with a anniversary because of course the next anniversary would be, if you're going to do revolver, it'd be 2026. And that's, that's a few years away. I if yeah I I wonder you get to the point of diminishing returns or how much more do yeah. people want now obviously they're selling and still doing well but as a as a fan I, I, you do reach a saturation point what what mm-hmm. I would recommend if they're going to do something like that is not do another lavish box set but do maybe a combined sort of a magical mystery tour yellow submarine or a yeah. revolver rubber soul kind a of a 63 yeah, like a, a year mm-hmm. like a 64 with a couple of the releases yes and some of the okay now here's a disc full of uh alternate takes of of this album so you get a couple of albums right instead of just one album i think you're probably right as as far as that that being or even a there's a some 68 that we missed yeah like there's not like not a good i mean i know there was that magical mystery tour that came out with you know some of the stuff so i think they'll poke around for a while yeah i think whatever our next release is is going to be something unexpected like that like a uh past mastery type thing Mm -hmm. where it's like where it's like some of these other items that we missed along the way some some of your old brown shoes and some some yeah. some things left left uh left not in one of these sets um like for example yeah. there's a lot of grumbling about the fact that you know my name look up the number wasn't on this set even though it you know wasn't recorded during that period but it was the b-side to let it be and so it is yeah. considered from that time and we haven't yeah. we haven't had anything of that yet so yeah, but things like Are that. Are we never gonna get a, a remix of that? You know, so I feel yeah. like there's a completist like me. I'm a completist, for sure. So I do want everything to come out with the remix. <laughs> mm-hmm. And and so, but uh, what he's saying is the technology isn't caught up to it. Correct. So yeah. And now you know you remember from several years ago there was that um, live set that came out and yeah. they had used some technology on that and kind of improved the live recordings. I wonder if the next thing, cause there was like some word that he's working with. Um, the, who's the guy who did the George Harrison set? 
Oh, uh, Paul Hicks? Yeah. Yeah. Paul Hicks and him are working on something together. Yeah. That's all he said. So I'm like, what is that? You know, mm. is it, is it, what could it be? So, you know, I, whatever is, comes out next, A, I think it's going to be a little bit of a surprise. Yeah. I like that idea. Yeah. yeah. And, and it might be, to me, like, here's some potential things. Could be a live set. It could be uh, one of these early album kind of. If they figure out that demixing, it would it would seem to make sense to do the demixing on the early albums because the stereo. Oh yeah. Early albums are not good. No. If you ask me, so uh, I'd rather have a demixed early albums and kind of like get that get that correct first. Hmm. <laughs> So yeah, I can enjoy my revolver the way it is for a while. Right, right, right. right. Uh, We'll see. We'll see. It's uh, as I said, there's still obviously a market for people buying these things, but I do I worry about an an oversaturation point, kind of a a point where it's just like okay, enough. I just want to listen to these same twelve. I I don't need a hundred versions of this. I just want to enjoy revolver. (laughs) I I like. I was good the way it was and. You know, we can leave it. So yeah. it will, yeah, it'll be a little give and take. Yeah. There's definitely people in the camp of like, I don't need any of this. Too, yeah. So. Oh yeah. But yeah. what's good is that that's, you have that available. Of course. You can just like listen to the old, you know, put on the Beatles or some people just, all they listen to is the, uh, Beatles series. They don't even listen to our podcast. They just listen to Beatles on Sirius. Right. Right, and it's like and that's oh, I enough. like that serious stuff, you know. So yeah, it's, it's fine. Exactly. You know? But, but yeah, I think we'll. I think we'll get. Well, I think here's what I think. In 2022, we'll get one Beatles release, and it's going to be the film. Get back on DVD, Blu-ray, and all that with Let It Be as part of it i don't know if it's a bonus hmm. or if it's a, its own disc or whatever you mean the movie the original the, the original yeah. let it be movie and a get back soundtrack that yes. includes some of that stuff i was talking about and maybe some more rooftop stuff and and that's and then that's going to be the only beatles release for next year i think that's a good good prediction yeah. i uh, I'll, I'll i'll join you on that one i think that would be definitely a good way to cap off the whole get back experience and as far as giving this set the let it be set a, a rank ranking i don't think we can yet i think we should wait yeah, until we find you. out yeah until we find out what else is there and uh, but i'll say that in a weird way i had a couple emotions listening to this set one was sadness because it was kind of like the end and you could really there there was some really touching stuff listening to this and then also some of the same feelings like yeah this stuff really isn't some of it isn't really all that great it's just kind of going through the motions and then some revelations as well some really so yeah good good bad ugly all sorts of emotions in here yeah, there's good uh, the NPR interview with Giles Martin at the beginning. It was like it really was not a great plan. <laughs> no, <laughs> like they they end a, a massive album recording, and then they got back too soon. Got back yeah. too soon, yeah. <laughs> and with no material and no blueprint 
and doing it kind of haphazardly and sort of a plan to sort of do a concert, but they didn't even know where mm-hmm. or when or how long the concert would be. And, and then are in a, a studio trying to figure it out all together. And he's like, so if you consider all that and they give themselves like a <laughs> tiny, tiny window to do it. Yeah. He was saying like, if you, you could imagine like, uh, I don't know, some big band of today, like, you know, get like deciding they're going to do this in this way. It would be like, what are you doing? Yeah. Crazy. You're giving crazy. yourself like a couple of months to come up with a new album. And then they did. And they did. Kinda, yeah. You know, enough that it's like. Some of the great let it be considered oh, like absolute some of the classics. songs of all time. Yeah. So so uh, uh yeah. So as far as all that goes, I like the the planning and the oh, and of course he talked about uh, George Martin. If whenever George Martin would be there, he'd be like, "What's the plan?" <laughs> and then they'd be like, uh, "Um, yeah. Oh well, we're gonna do this." You know? <laughs> so <laughs> so yeah. what's the plan? Yeah. 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 Well, and, and you know, I, I, I also have the uh, Get Back book and I've started reading it. It's kind of gripping reading the dialogue and the text. Yeah. It's sort of sort of addictive. And uh, I felt like it was uh, it was spoiling the film. Right. So I, I, I decided for me, I'm going to wait till I watch the film and then okay. I'm going to look at the book. But the, a beautiful pictures. Yes. And really well, well done. Worth, well, if you have those uh, linen books, they're they're good. This yeah. one is not that it's totally different uh and it is excellent yeah it's really really fantastic and yeah uh, it was a real surprise and the pictures are just amazing maybe i should stop reading it until i uh, get further <laughs> <Yeah>. in a, <laughs> until yeah, we I see what the i film think it's is. giving away the film yeah i really do i think it's, oh yeah what's in the book must be what's in the documentary pretty much pretty close yep so, but yeah uh, well very interesting and uh I'm pleased to see what they did with this very chaotic and all over the place material, complicated period in the Beatles history. And I think we're all excited to see what's going to come on our TV screens in the next, uh, in just a, less than a month here. So, yeah. yeah. So, uh, we'll be, I think we're going to probably have an episode or two before we get to that. Uh, we'll definitely have our annual gifts episode, which is going to be a, a, yeah, mammoth. a, doo- a yeah. doozy of its own. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, and maybe we'll have something in between, uh, this and that one, uh, as well. Uh, but yeah, and then we'll, we'll try to do a review of that six hours of put them in the movies, put them in, yes. the, maybe we'll, uh, put them in the, uh, streaming service yeah. uh, documentary. <laughs> that's right put them on disney plus yeah <laughs> yeah so uh, uh but yeah it's a it's a um, this was a doozy enough I'm yeah gonna, definitely uh, we're both gonna have a long nap now yes absolutely <laughs> so, and so to that end thanks so much for listening and all your comments and contributions to our different media pages uh make sure again to check out song album career and we've been enjoying making those episodes our newest one is a episode about bob dylan's love and theft which was a lot of fun to make so check out chris's handy work yeah as we're talking so exactly so you want to see what we do in our non-beatle lives and uh yeah so thanks as always for listening and we'll be back at you soon with a new episode